did you guys, were you asked about the coronation at all? Oh, well, I'm a bit of a royalist. Are you really? I am, yeah. all I've seen yeah. for the last 24 hours is either photographs of Diana saying... Um, Should have been me. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. Do you know what I mean? She could have. She could have died off cancer, like two years ago and never made it. You know what I mean? You don't know. And like, obviously, the <laughs> oh, some of the people in the comments are people. You you know what social media is like. Everyone just likes to have be the opposite of opinion or something just to stare at the pot. That's well, my most theory, people. Anyway. Most people that I kind of. That commented were just like you know they had a party and they thought it was amazing and all the rest of it and uh, no one does pomp like Brits and all this kind of stuff but there was the odd person saying that it was just an obscene waste of money and you know he's just inherited two billion or something and why couldn't they put that to good use or you know stuff like that. And you know what the best thing about that is and I love it when that always comes up as an excuse is people don't those people don't realise that there's something called the um. Uh, anyway, there's the crown estate. That's it. That's the word. The crown estate, which is like yeah. the business yeah. itself, and the profits pay for everything. It's all this money that they're spending is money that's been accumulated and saved for occasions like this from the profits, and it only takes thirty five percent of the profits, and the rest of that goes to the taxpayer, uh, goes to the government to pay for such things as everything else. Right? So they're self efficient. Mm. Mm. We make money from them. Basically, it's UK PLC. This is an advertisement for the UK. People don't get it. For every pound that we put in, we get £10 back. Do you know what I mean? It's just crazy. People are still Mm. using that as an excuse. Anyway. Mm, that's just that's just what some people, that was just some people's opinion I saw, but most people were sort of very pro. But, But from the point of view of, like myself, like, I think as an Australian, and to me, they're just totally irrelevant to my country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Australia will be a republic soon. I hope so. It's it's way past time, I think. Yeah. You can have Meghan and Harry because we don't bloody want (laughs) No, we don't. See, I'm indifferent to all of them. I don't really care one way or the other sort of thing. Yeah. You know. To be fair, I don't. I'm not a a royalist and I'm not overly against them. the Queen, I, think... I was sad when she died because that was that's just a face that we've all, I think, had yeah, growing up. Philip, I didn't really know a lot about him. Do you know what my, my issue with Charles is? Is I the bits that I've seen, he's very pro-green and I'm all about whatever, saving the planet, but I'm not one of these scaremongers that thinks the planet's going to burn and shrivel up in 10 years time and he is one of them people and that's the only thing that I didn't like about him was Mm. him pushing that agenda and speaking it out I know he wasn't king then when he was going down that route and he has kind of Mm. backed off a little bit but I Mm. don't think when you're in a royal position that you should be having political views like that well it's not allowed now also like I said to Andrew I've said to Andrew last night it's like you know this whole coronation thing was centered around religion and he's hardly been an upstanding example mm-hmm. of a a good in you know inverted commas good Christian mm-hmm. really a good has Protestant. he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what the be- you know what the best thing I saw 
of out of the whole thing. Someone put a meme, I think, and it said something about sometimes the side chick uh, wins or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that but was quite, that's I thought a, that that's was quite all funny. I kept on thinking when I kept to see the crown going on her and she had a little smirk. I was like, oh, your little mistress, you, you did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. What was and, the full story with them two? Were they? Did they originally like each other while he was with Diana, or was it just a, like yeah, they yeah, knew each yeah. other before, so, didn't they? It wasn't just a random affair that he had. No, no, no I think they were sort of had some sort of some sort of fling before Diana even came on the scene. Yeah, in theory, Diana was chosen I think. to be his wife, and his yes. heart was with yeah. Camilla. Yeah, right, that but makes then she married sense. someone else. But yeah, and then and, they, they broke up because of the affair, didn't they? And then she went off and dated. Yeah, I can't remember his name now. That he was Italian, wasn't he? Oh, his dad was. Oh, I don't know. I Something don't know. Like that. I, I don't follow it that closely, really. Are you oh. there? It yep. dipped out. I think <laughs> for like a second. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? This whole thing's probably not even fucking recording. <laughs> well, there's a lot of red lights, so that's good. <laughs> so, is this this is not the actual podcast? Is it? This is just a test. Ah, uh, no, this is it. I've started recording. <laughs> oh right, except for we've just been talking shit, not what we were supposed to be talking about. Yeah, but you can. Um, edit I can it chop started. bits out and edit it, though. Yeah. I can take oh, it. Oh, can out. you? Oh, okay. Oh, I'm glad you so can do that. The best thing about when you record, you so, just do chat shit and then you edit what you want. <laughs> you take out okay. the bits. Yeah. <laughs> take out the bits hey. that you don't. And we don't need you barking either. My background. Well, I'm Australian and for 30 odd years I was a. Intensive care nurse, coronary care, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I don't do that anymore now that I've moved here. So I'm, now I'm a fitness instructor, which is a much nicer job. <laughs> um, and always been a gym goer, uh, weight training classes, fitness classes, all that kind of stuff my whole life. Um, yeah, so that's me in a nutshell. Did you stop doing all the the nursing when you came over here? Yeah, I was actually planning to um, just do uh, join an agency and just do agency shifts because it's just like, you know, you just go there for the day, do your job and go and you don't Mm. have to worry about all the rubbish. But it was just such a an expensive palaver to actually get registered as a, as you have to register with the nursing board before you can yeah. practice. Um, and it was, it was really, it cost a lot of money at that point. Oh, this was in 2010. It was like 500 pounds or something and just didn't have the money to spare. So um, it's a shame because I've got so much um, critical care and primary care experience, but uh, yeah, that's it. Didn't get to use it at all over here. So, and no intention of now. <laughs> Would that be the same if you'd have done private as well? If you'd gone yeah, into the you, private yeah, sector, to practice as a nurse, you have to. You you can't practice anywhere as a nurse without being registered um, with the the nursing board or whatever it's called here. Um, no one would employ you, 
Um, and I also, um, at the time, I also had to do, because I wasn't from an EU country, I had to do a literacy test and I had to pay for it. Oh, I didn't even know they did that. I mean, I've needed some so, time in Australia, so, you know. How, it, it, <laughs> red tape, the good so old red tape. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And... You know, I've got a lot of I've got a lot of experience, and um, like I was an educator in a um, and geography suite and stuff, and yeah. Anyway, yeah, I don't miss it, not for one second. You're definitely a lot more suited to um, fitness, like because that's well, pretty much how I got involved with you through um, yeah, yeah, mutual friend of an ex that used to do fitness and dance. So, yep. But it's, I can tell you, I'm I'm a lot happier and a lot less stressed teaching Zumba than I ever was. <laughs> so yeah, so there you go. Not as many ups and downs in Zumba as there is medical care. Well, there's enough, but uh, nothing, nothing like uh, to, towards the end, um, like probably the last year or two that I was working. Um, I used to cry before I went to work nearly every day. I was so oh, miserable. It was awful. Awful. Absolutely, yeah. I was probably really burnt out as well. So, What was it about the job that was making you miserable with it? Um, the cardiologist that I worked with, um, he, was, he was from New York and he was exceptionally good at his job and I learned so much from him. But as a human being, he was an absolute asshole. Um, and he was one of those people who one day they'd be kind of really, you know, happy and friendly, walk in, say hi, and, you know, you'd have a good day work with him. Next day he'd walk in with a face like thunder and everyone was, like, too scared to to say boo, and mm. I didn't play that game with him. Like, when he was really nice, I didn't get sucked into that on a good day and then the next day he'd turn around and be an asshole and I was just like I, I just kept my distance the same whichever mood he was in and I don't think he liked that but he didn't like me very much and I certainly didn't like him but he just he was just horrible I couldn't I, the stories that I could tell about him uh things he did um yeah so that was the reason I was so miserable in the end good to get away from him really hmm just because of one person. He can have a special bonus episode next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cardiologist from New York who was an asshole. Yeah. He passed fancy to you. That's his problem. That's what it was. Nope. 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 Could be she's a bonnie lady as Aranita. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. Definitely not. No, he, if, he, if you didn't sort of suck up to him and kowtow to him, he didn't like you. And I didn't play that game, so there you go. That sounds a bit like a power thing, doesn't it? Oh, God. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, it was very much one of those kind of alpha males and if you didn't sort of suck up to him, he just didn't like you, basically. So there you go. Anyway. Let's not waste any more oxygen <laughs> on him. Mr. Silver. Hey. Yep. Over to you. Oh, what do you want to know? Um, right. Who are you? Okay, so <laughs> I'm awake, I'm alive, I'm here today. 
so yeah, so I've worked in travel most of my life. Uh, I've lived overseas for many years. Lived in Ibiza for six, Greece for two, Australia for two. Um, travelled the world for four years, and then I moved to Brighton when I moved back to the UK. Um, I set up my travel business, blah, blah, blah. And then COVID took it away. Um, yeah. Mm. <laughs> we'll get yeah. on to that in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> COVID took my business yeah. away too. COVID took my business away. I was like, please give me some something back. I was like, no, we're having it all. We're having everything. We're going to take a lot. I'm going to have bills to pay. Yep. Don't care. <laughs> Don't care. Don't care. Um, Don't care. Yeah, go there. It's like, but, but, no. So, yeah. Um, so, the bits of bugs sort myself up. All right, I'm fine. But, um, yeah, and obviously, here I am today, really. Um, yeah. Why Brighton? Everybody yeah. I know in our community seems to move well, to Brighton. Great. And I've never I been, mean, so I can't comment. You know, it's great. It's full of G's. <laughs> when I say G's, that's what I call the gays. It's full of G's. Ho's full of lesbians or the L's. <laughs> um, and it's just a lovely place to live, to be fair. And I think coming from Leicester, living overseas for 20 years next to the sea, I love the sea. And coming from Leicester, you're mm-hmm. far removed from the sea. So you get this love affair with the sea. Uh, I've been in twice in nine years. Mm. It's so cool. <laughs> But I'm used to Mediterranean temperatures, honey. You know what I mean? Um, But, um, yeah, it's just great sitting on the edge. My thoughts go with the waves, et cetera, et cetera. But, no, the lifestyle here is really good. There's always... I like me little... I used to be a bit of a party animal. Um, I still am in some shape of... And I love I love the techno <laughs> music and stuff like that. A little dancey music and a DJ this as well. So and I like the DJs and everything and less don't go there. <laughs> I have to go somewhere out there to see them. But here in Brighton mm. they seem to be here. I like the lifestyle, the chilled out, the European vibes, so to speak, because there's a lot of European people here. Um, uh, which is nice post um post uh brexit uh, um and yeah it's just a really good vibe here and a good a big gay community as well which is uh positive in its ways even though i don't really go on it as much or weekly because i don't cause most of my mates are straight or lesbians and we just go to the local bars you know what i mean as in uh literally <laughs> local bars but it's there and it's great online i guess <laughs> um is it one of the biggest, I don't want to say biggest gay cities, but is it, like it is, one of, well, nightlife-wise, it's supposed wise, to be the biggest in the UK, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, percentage-wise, we have the most um, LGBTQ plus people in the city as a percentage-wise of population. So, therefore, it's classed as the um, oh, wow. yeah. gay capital of the country because of that. I think it was around about, that was don't it, yeah. quote me upon hmm. this, but I think it was around about 20% of the population of Brighton uh, identified as LB- LGBTQ+, plus on the hmm. last census, which makes it hmm. um, the highest percentage of any city in the country of LGBTQ people. Um so yeah, oh. and it is and it's very much integrated here. So yes, you've got left of the pier, as we call it, which 
in theory, open brackets, you could say is the LGBTQ plus area, but it's not identified as that. That's just where all the bars are, businesses. But they don't like, I, think, I tried to get it changed once from the council to let's name it uh, like Manchester Gay Village, etc. But um, the dark forces of it, the council did not want to know. <laughs> so yeah, and their, their argument was that it was um, we feel that we're more integrated here, and by having a section named like the gay village, uh, they felt that it would be more mm. isolated to the community. I'm like, well, everyone knows this is our area. <laughs> anyway, politics, hey, but see, we did get somewhere once because I remember trying trying to get a rainbow crossing in Brighton um, and I was on the news on the radio and on TV and everything and I still campaigned for it but um, I was in the front page of the uh, the news and everything, the local paper and I got people calling me up like, how did you how did you get that paper to report this story? I was like, I rang them up <laughs> um, and everything because they, yeah. they haven't spoke to us in 10 years so there's obviously some dark forces in the local politics area against all this. So I don't know. And I was like, oh, this is too much for my end. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so I'm in Brighton now. Love it. Absolutely love, love it. I don't like the prices. It's very expensive. Uh, it's London prices by the sea. But uh, I'm coming from Leicester. I'm used to mm. a nice cheap pint. Well, here it's, it's not cheap, you know. Yeah, you do. Uh, and then the you go, it gets cheaper. Okay, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and then your mortgages. Honestly, my bills this this week, my bills have gone up. Everything, mortgage, everything else. I'm hundred and eighty nine pound less off. <laughs> but hey ho. It's we've got a um, group chat for work for the people in our role, and a lot of them, the bills, their electric and gas bills are going up to like five hundred pound now. It's it's. What a month! It's ludicrous. It's it's ridiculous. How? Yeah. What, <laughs> <laughs> what are you spending it on? <laughs> to be fair, they've 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 all got families and kids and whatnot. So I think ours works out about two, three sometimes, and we've barely got anything on. So mine, my, what, what was my electric bill the other day? Hundred and no, I pay hundred and fifty-two pound a month. It was it was under hundred pound, but then that. Sixty-seven pound or whatever it was from the government disappeared, and it jumped to hundred and fifty-two. Like, oh, go around switching everything off. <laughs> Starting only fans to get started. Yeah, quickly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, hand model or feet. <laughs> oh no, I can't be doing with feet. <laughs> I can't be doing with feet if they're not very oh, well no looked after. Like, <laughs> like my own. <laughs> Is this where you share your only feet links in here? <laughs> Hobbit. <laughs> put, put, put a plug in there, any fans? You. <laughs> The King's coronation we've already covered. I don't think any of us are really that bothered about that. No. So I think we'll skip, no. skip that one. Yeah. Um, the bonus episode, you will have noticed, um, I did start doing for 
this week or possibly next week. And then I hit a completely blank wall. Um, so I, I won't tell you too much about it to give it all away. Um, but it was basically a serial killer, allegedly, in Newcastle. Not Newcastle, oh, Manchester. Wow. wow. Um, but the weird thing was, I don't have you either of you heard of Chat GPT, Chat GPT, the no. AI service. No. So it's basically like a chatbot. Um, I don't. I think maybe Google own it. I think. Um, I'll send you a link to have a play around on it. It's fascinating. If you could type anything on there, and it will give you any information on anything that you want. Um, so there's allegedly 28 victims, potential victims of this alleged serial killer. And two of them are kind of the main ones that there's the most detail about that you can get your hands on. Um, so the other night I was asking that chat GPT to tell me about this one specific guy. Um, and for about an hour, it gave me loads of information um, so I'd written it all down as kind of a, a timeline of events of this, this everything, the day that um, he was last seen alive, the events that took place that led up to his death. Oh. Um, so then after that, I ended up doing a bit more research because I thought, okay, this is a chat robot. I'll compare to the very little newspaper articles that there is and all the dates were wrong. So I thought, oh, great, we're going to have to start again from square one. So I went back to the same window on the chat GPT and it refused to talk to me about it. I had I had to, all of a sudden it was asking me to contact the Manchester police if I wanted to discuss the case. What? Oh my God, that's weird. I know, how weird's that? To say that it's yeah. something that they have said wasn't suspicious so and wasn't you, a serial it let you open doors it let you open this doors thing's not talking to it let you open doors to get information but then when you went back it kind of closed the doors mm -hmm. yeah even with the exact same i just copy and paste maybe maybe, um, maybe the same questions as him well. and he was letting you in inviting you you're gonna be the next victim it's like it's not this <laughs> <laughs> So we've hit a blank, a bit of a a blank Maybe spot with it. However, there's a guy on YouTube, I think his name's... Go on, here you're right. <laughs> Maybe this is how the victims are chosen, uh, because you've got... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a good date, that. <laughs> I'm next. <laughs> I mean, not that you're mad at it, but it's trying to uh, identify, you, you know, someone that you... Matches your critiques. <laughs> oh, do you know what? I wouldn't. I read about the um, the grinder serial killer the other day. Oh, is that the one down here? It was meeting people on grinder down so Is that the one from? It might. Yeah, I think it's a bit more down your yeah. way. Oh, do you remember that one? It was in the paper not, not a couple of weeks, a couple of years ago, that he was having sex in Brighton with many people, and he was infecting them with HIV. He's in prison now. I remember. Yeah, oh, yes, I, I remember read about him that. trying to get me on Grinder. Was it years ago? Yeah, and Darryl, it was wasn't it? Forward. Yeah. Um, no, it's this other guy, it's a Scottish guy. And it was really forward, and he just wanted to, yeah, have sex and go. This up the other, and I'm like, mate, have a little bit of convo about it, you know what I mean? Um, 
anyway, it turned out he infected a few people and brought them with HIV. He went to the court and everything, and um, I think he's still banged up at the moment. But yeah. Do you know what? I know exactly who you're on about because literally everybody I had on f- Facebook at the time. I'm going to have to Google him now. I mean, it was cute. But it was, yeah, it was really funny. But not funny, not funny at all. But yeah, I just remember I was like, oh, I remember he's thinking he was. And he was like, you know, it was like one of those people, like, if you if you didn't. Oh no, I'm I'm busy tonight. Blah blah blah. It, it was like, what what do you have to mean? You're busy tonight? Do you know what I mean? And you're like, well, this guy's got issues, red flags. You know what I mean? You're like, ah, woo. But yeah, obviously something. It was Daryl. Yeah, Daryl. That's it. Yeah. And where is he now? Oh, he's in her, her, his Majesty's custody. Oh, yeah. is he? Oh, yeah. oh, still. How long is he going to well, be? Uh... Oh, what kind of because I mean, I don't know. I have to think because if it, if it did like five or ten years, it's probably it's probably about there with his parole beat board. I don't know. I have to dig into it and have a look. Well, I always, I always thought that it was against the law to have HIV and then not. Disclose it. It was. A, it was with somebody that you're in a sexual it, yeah, relationship it with. I think they needed to, but which they have done. I think there were certain elements that they needed to tweak. Technically, yes, but then technically, no. I think there was there was a a faded line or something against the law of how it was interpreted or something. Yeah. I think it's been um, changed now, so it is literally yes, you do. Um, uh, you know, uh, yeah, but I guess prep and and pep is is completely eliminated that element now, which is a good thing. But yeah, crazy, cray cray, cray cray. Mm. We might have to uh, touch on his case at some point. But anyway, um, there's a guy called Daft Monkey on YouTube that does a lot of history videos, like dark history videos on Manchester. So <laughs> I'm hoping to speak to him because um, he did cover briefly that case in Manchester and them two victims. So I'm hoping that he can shed a little bit more light on it and then we can he get cracking with it. as well in the village, weren't it? The um, Indianesian, Indianesian, Indonesian, um, who would date rape them as victims. Do you know what he's? I mentioned him in the script. I did bring him up at one point because he. I don't think I've got it on me. Actually, I do. Hang on a minute. I'll tell you exactly how many people he'd. Um... I think I think I said it's hundreds allegedly, wasn't it, or something? Uh, it was a hell of a lot. Let me. And they said there was there was more, but they can't identify them, or they haven't come forth to be. Identify. Oh, here it is. Reynard Sin Sin Sinigan. That's it. That sounds. Was convicted of 159 sex offences, 136 rapes between 2015 and 2017. He drugged and raped at least 206 men by acting as a good Samaritan to those that were stranded, drunk, or separated from their friends. Wow, crazy. And you, when, if you looked at him... And looking at him, like, yeah, you thought I wouldn't you'd be like, Honestly, you just... 
who we yeah crazy but then he used to take him for a drink around here because he was like in the village <coughs> and then i presume just um drop something in the drink <coughs> i think it was yeah it was the is it i want to say hgv but that might be incorrect <laughs> Yes, is that, that's, that, that's a heavy goods feel, cool, isn't it? <laughs> What's it called? Uh, well, Rohit, isn't it, um, it? Abizu? Pretty Rohit, much, yeah. Rohypnol was, my understanding is Rohypnol is the most commonly used thing for spiking people's drinks and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and if, um, so we're here on the grapevine, um, if you give so but much a millage of it, it will just knock you out. <laughs> Oh, there's a fine line between yeah. the... Uh, uh, the most the most bizarre thing happened to me once. Um, Andrew, <laughs> shut up. Andrew and I were in um, yeah, Medina, and we it was the last night we were there, and we went down to the marina. We wanted to go to this Argentinian steak restaurant place. Anyway. We stopped, we stopped at this restaurant for a drink and I had one beer um, and we looked at the menu. We decided we didn't want to eat there. So then we went on to this the next, another restaurant and yeah. like one beer is nothing, right? Um, and sat down at the next restaurant at the table and I, I, said, I said to Andrew, oh, I feel a bit pissy, yeah. like, start, like I'm starting to get a bit pissed and I had one beer. And by the, by the time... Um, like halfway through the meal, I couldn't barely keep oh, no. my head up, and I just um and I could barely walk to the taxi, um, and I just I yeah I, I remember sitting in the taxi, my head kept flopping down, and and like he kept sort of trying to wake me up, and it's like if my drink yeah. is spiked, I can't possibly think of a reason why. And I'm pretty sure, and I'm pretty sure Andrew didn't do it. Cause why would he need to? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I can't think of any other explanation than my drink was spiked. And then I, if that was true, I cannot See, figure I out my why. Drink, my, I know my Very drink weird. was spiked once. It was, I was in Brazil. I was in Florinopolis and we was, uh, it was carnival kind of time and the gay festival, the week, mm. the week is like um, a, a gay club, a bit like XXL or whatever, matinee and stuff, uh, in, in Sao Paulo. And they do a week festival at Florinopolis on the beach, etc. There's a resort there. Anyway, went to that for the week and was at the gay bar on the beach. And we had, we were chatting to some lads. There was look, hundreds there, you know what I mean? Uh, me and the XX at the time. And anyway, we had this, like, Coca Bongo drink. <laughs> I say Coca Bongo because I think that's what it was called. It was like, it was like a hot, it was like a cold chocolate milkshake alcohol drink, and they called it Coca Bongo or whatever. I don't know, whatever. Um, anyway, we had that. Uh, we weren't, we weren't, nice. was at the beach all day. We weren't even getting drunk or anything because we had to go home or to the apartment, get ready because we was going to an all night rave. Um, and so we didn't. We only had about one beer, and then we had that cocoa bongo drink. She said they said it was strong. It was like a milkshake. Anyway, we had that, and we just like honestly, both of us were completely off a trolley to the point where we we like we need to get home. So we're climbing off this off the beach, 
and they've got these little hills and stuff. And we're on all our fours climbing up the, the stairs next to us, but we're climbing in the bushes and stuff, trying to get up um, this path. And then we started walking on the main road home, and we were completely off ahead. And I had this tunnel vision of just trying to get home in one piece and just like this feeling mm. coming over mm. me as if to say, I'm, you know, I'm, I've totally been spiked, but I was fighting it to keep normal to get home. And this lasted for about half hour. We got home and then, oh, mate, we, I don't know what happened, but I woke up in the bathroom the next day and, I, and then I woke up, come around, I was still in. Swimming shorts on the night before, day before, I come round and I was like, "Damn, where's 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 the ex?" And he was on the sofa, just all over the shop. And I was like, "What the hell happened last night?" We don't know, but all of it had tunnel vision. Of, we need to get home. We need to get home. Oh, horrible! It was horrible. Good day though. Mm. <laughs> Very weird feeling. <laughs> all things yeah. aside. I wonder if it's a case of, I mean, not every, not all of them will do it this way. Um, I'd imagine some of them only have X amount of the drug on them and they've got a specific person in mind after a while. But mm. perhaps with big settings like what you two were in, maybe it might have been a case of a few of you were eyed up and spotted and let's drug a couple of them and see which one's the one that's not with anybody or with too many friends. Kind yeah, of, do you know what happens. I mean? Like pick off the yeah. weaker one. I just can't, like I can't I can't see that 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 would have been the case with me. I, like I just that yeah. just doesn't fit. Like, why would you why would you drug a middle aged well, woman? Well, these these kind of people don't have morals. With husband, do they? they don't like, have morals. Don't they know. don't judge people by that. They just want to do what they do. So. Well, I'm more just like, yeah. It, but I, I mean, I can't think of any other explanation as to what. Like, I don't drink a lot, but yeah. I can drink a beer and not feel pissed. Mm. And then, and then by the by the time I've had some of a second drink, I can't even hold my head up. Madness, lightweight. It's the lightweight, yeah, mate. So I don't, yeah. I, I mean, I'll never. <laughs> yeah. I'll never know what happens, though. It's crazy, yeah, though, isn't just it? weird. And then, because when all this kind of, like, spiking started, mm. I just thought, well, in its, in its way it is at the moment, I thought, no, people don't do that. But then I thought, people are just drunk. People are drunk. People are just drunk. People blah, do. Blah, blah, blame it. Which is a lot of that does happen. But, yeah, generally, I think there's a lot of it going on. It's sad. Never leave, no, always, always, never leave your mates in the club. <laughs> well, I think. No, yeah. I, I never. I remember back in the old days when they just started bringing the, um, where you had to smoke old outside. Days. Um, <laughs> in Har- old in, days. In the old days. <laughs> way back when, when the smoking ban first came through. But the <laughs> night, one of the main nightclubs in Harrogate, they made you, um, because it was quite, quite high up in the building, the nightclub, when you went out to the smoking area, it was through like a side door down some really big steps. And mm. everybody had to, they weren't allowed to take the drinks outside. This was before the plastic glass and bottles came out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So every single person had to leave their drinks on the banister of the stairway to get out into the smoking area. 
be like a spiking like, well, that still happens in absolutely the I had it I won't thou shall not mention their name but what <laughs> yes one of the uh, famous gay venues LGBT venues on the seafront he, at night time if you go to the smoking balcony which is also the balcony or the terrace <coughs> you um, have to leave your drink on the inside of the club because it's the rules you know part of the licensing rules Mm. But it's like, you're right. It's like you go back and it's like, oh, which one's mine? But the unattended drinks, you know. Mm -hmm. Or you just, if you were young, I know I certainly did when I first started going out. If you were coming back in from the smoking area, you just swiped whatever drink was on the side. <laughs> well, uh, that that looks taller than what mine was, so I'm taking that this one. But you know, you know what's really like, I don't know what the right word is, sad or pathetic or whatever, like someone actually has to spike someone's drink to actually get a bit of action. Yeah, all you've got to do is that. Yeah. pathetic. <laughs> I mean, that's how I feel, you know. Yeah, I'll probably say yes. So. Uh, anyone's wondering, that was an invite by Mark. Yeah. <laughs> drop, drop us an email. Please, please put a picture on your uh, email, please. <laughs> hey. I mean, it, it is. It is worrying with stuff like that. I mean, I've touched what I've not had it for a long time. I had it twice in one week, and when I moved back to Harrogate, not long after um, I left, when I lived near Anita. Oh no! In fact, it must no, it must have been before that. I think I must have lived in Leeds before then. Um, but yeah, twice in one week, I had. I'd been spiked and oh. never before then and never since. What, really? So who Twice came, in one who came Twice into your one. life in that week? one was in that night. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because that's... Do you know what? I can't person. even think. I was out with... Harrogate's one of them places where everybody knows who you are. It's, it's, yeah. it's quite yeah. big, but it's it's a tiny bubble, so... That's right. that, that, that's yeah, Brighton possibly. So it, it could have been anybody. It's um, that's Brighton in the winter. I had yeah, suspicions. Definitely, but... someone that came into your life that week. <laughs> yeah, Brighton in the winter. Everyone knows everyone because the tourists are kind of not not so much. But in the summer, in the summer, it's all diluted. They're not there. Yeah. Get to the locals. <laughs> 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 Good old Brighty B. What's that? Christ, we've been on 40 minutes and we've not even got to the main bit. So we've scrapped. Yeah, we haven't talked about anything that we were going to at all. <laughs> we had to scrap the women's health because the national calendar all of a sudden decided to move it by six months. So we scrapped that one. Um, the one headline that caught my eye this week was kids and the mental health thing which the new statistic came out. Um, the rising number of children needing help for serious mental health problems, NHS revealed a 90, uh, 38% rise in a year in referrals for NHS mental health treatment for under 18s mm. to more than a million in 21 and 22. I wonder if that's... Um sort of 
got some yeah. direct correlation to lockdown. Yeah. Which would be highly like highly like a bit of both. Yes. Primarily. Absolutely. But but also the I think the 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 impact of like the whole big picture of just yeah. social media, like I know that's a gigantic topic by itself, but that's that's gotta be yeah, one of the biggest contributing well. and factors. Also the fact that we do talk openly about it more. So we identify things more. So I think yes, all yes. three of them, bang on. All three of yep. them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think the lockdown I mean, mental mental health's one of them for me that um it's been a crisis for a long time, long before the old C V one nine changing the name on that one just in case we get pulled on um any platforms because some places still don't like talking about it um, but I definitely think the lockdowns and the way that that was handled escalated what's happening at the minute and do you know what pissed me off the most was all these charities all these celebrities and all the people that were kind of pushing on social media mental health and speaking out all the time didn't say one fucking word the entire time through lockdown not a word they just kind of bowed their heads down and was like this yeah. is what we're getting told to do. This is what we're going to do. Not going to question it. And now they're all piping yeah. back up again in the concern. <laughs> let's be seen, let's <laughs> be seen to do something. Let's Where were you when people actually need you to popularity. Mm-hmm. And And let's face it, if you were a celebrity and had sort of, you know, unlimited, well, you know, relatively speaking, unlimited amounts of money, um, lockdown in itself no. wouldn't have been that much of a, Struggle, no, struggle exactly. for you, really. In not my opinion, not yeah. to bring him up and get into that conversation, but that's when I kind of lost respect for people like Sam Smith when they were doing videos crying on the steps because they had yeah, nothing yeah. left. And it's all oh, you're sat in a mansion, mate, with a good couple of million behind yeah, you. And exactly. there's people out here a lot yeah, worse. I'm so. with you on that one, <laughs> but no, I, I definitely think that was a causing factor. But no, don't. On the swing side of that, though, mental health is a word, and I don't know if you guys feel the same, but it's one of those where it's not talked about enough, but on the same token, it's talked about too much, and it's one of them words that kind of... It's lost its meaning, a bit like racism or a racist has lost its meaning, the way that far-right or extremist has lost its meaning, because people use it that often to get out of things or as an excuse when... They're not legitimately suffering yeah, suffering yeah. with it, if that yeah, makes sense. You, I mean, you you can't you can't really ever know what is going on in anyone else's head. Yeah. I don't like to you? The inner depth and it's of all it. A bit relative. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a bit like a taboo, isn't it? So by using it, the mm. mental health card or card mm. is the wrong word. Word. You don't need to explain yourself, and then I know what you mean. It's used too much in that context. Mm. People are like, well, you don't need to explain. You just said that, but then they don't want to explain. Yeah, it's one of them, isn't it? It's a good card to pull. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's it's what the gay card used to be. Some like back in the day, like, oh, are you being homophobic or whatever? It's like, well, I'm not. I'm just asking you to do something that's say say your job, or you've not paid your bill properly. You owe this money. Mental health's not really an excuse not to be paying a bill. Do you know what I mean? It's that kind of um, mentality that I struggle with. But 
it shocks me that people are shocked that after lockdown, that mental health is the way that it is. You you cut everybody off, wouldn't let them even go into their own home with somebody else. Kids were taken out of school. And you know, I respect what side anybody's on with the whole should we have done it, should we not have done it. But for me, from March 2020, the data was bloody damn obvious that we should not be locking down. We should not have taken the kids out of school and that it wasn't actually anything worse than maybe a little bit worse than the flu, but it wasn't as serious as what they were making it out to be. So it, it annoys me. People are shocked that mental health's gone through the roof, really. Mm. Yeah, indeed. Mm. Indeed. It's, um, and also, it's a case of... Um... Do you know what? I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> That's my trick. <laughs> I'm always doing I that. think because we do... Yeah, mental health played on a lot, but it also is there. But that's it. I've got my thought. I've got my train of thought again. But the trouble is with it. It's, <clears throat> okay, so then we go down this nature of identifying that there's mental health scenarios or mental health issues or or something going on. We've recognised it. Okay, that's great. So we've all been told to recognise mental health, which is great. We'll talk about it more, which is great. Um and then people are diving into things as like, okay, so maybe you've got mental health. So we're doing our own personal diagnosis as well as parents with children. And they're going down this road of uh, identifying it themselves, but they're then approaching the doctor or, or, or whomever. And uh, the resources are not there to, uh, to see if it actually is. So therefore, it's, it's not being classified mm-hmm. by a medical mm. practitioner. Um, so therefore, but the conversation between the parents uh, at the school gates, etc., is that yeah, he's got mental health issues, he's depressed, but it's not been looked upon because the resources are not there. So whether that person may just have a because there's different elements I find of mental health. You've got temporary blips, long term problems, right? So you can be just as just as the way you watch a film and you'd be crying at that film because it's mostly attached to it or it's affected you in that way. So you start like, I don't know, Bambi. <laughs> uh, you cry, Bambi. So you've got that feeling of process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm a good analysis, me. Um, and you've had a moment of, of sadness and depression against that or sorrow. So you also have that in mental health as well. So it could be a temporary thing, like grief. Someone's passed away, your dog's died, etc. So you, you're sad at that time and then over time it heals itself but then there's also worse ones which affect you more uh, and could cause greater mental health side of things do you know what i mean so there's different levels so there's temporary mental health and long-term mental health does that make sense you still there it does because it, mm. i think of it as the word cancer like you, you think of the word cancer and you've got that image yeah. in your head of what it is but in actual fact there's that many different versions of it. Each one has a specific treatment. That treatment may not be the right for that person and what works for one person yeah. is not going to work for another person. And I think mental health is the same. We've got a, a blanket term for something that's actually a lot more complex than mm. what and we realise. Sort of a, a whole lot of different levels. Like, you know, you can you can be on one end of the scale of it and say the paranoid schizophrenic or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um you know that that's kind of like a a whole 
story to itself and it's got, like you say, specific ways of managing it, medication, all sorts of things. But then, you know, if you're just, like you say, if you've suffered a, a bereavement, even sort of a, a minor one, you, you'd, you'd be, you know, sad and depressed for a while and then you would sort of start to improve. So there's such a continuum of it. Um, but I think, I think that it's like a whole lot of other things that were never discussed, like um, miscarriage, sexual abuse, all those, all these mm-hmm, other sorts that. of things that were never discussed. And so this is another thing that's just coming forward to being discussed openly. So it seems like there's more of it, but there's probably not. It's yeah, just that we're talking about that. it more. Yeah, which is a good thing. Yeah, which is, but and this is this is one thing I, I kind of would on the parallels of this as well. Yes, we're talking about it more. This that the other, but I find it. Yeah, well, that's increasing. Look at it as a graph. That's increasing, increasing, which is great. But when I look at the medical side of things of how do we help these situations, etc., that that graph is not going in the same direction of how we're talking about it. Does that make sense? So whether we're openly now accepting it and 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 and, and trying yeah, to identify yeah. it to 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 get a hold of it, uh, the people that do need service, so to speak, or need uh, intervention, uh, is not there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just not there. So it's like you're left to just talk. Yeah, so, we, so that's there's it. not that's there's not enough kind of talking about it. And until you you go on to um, I think they call it a crisis team because you're potentially suicidal, et cetera, or have attempted something along those lines, um, you just have to join a queue. You know, you join a queue and you wait. You get a Mm. phone call for a diagnosis, because I've been there myself, uh, get a phone call for a diagnosis, which is great. This is me not making the mark on the people that do that, because they're great. But they're just governed by what they can and can't do. But then... You go on a phone call to goes, yep, yeah, we believe that you potentially have X, Y, Z. Yeah, okay, fantastic. And that's it. What happens next? I don't know. Still waiting. <laughs> it's funny you mention that because somebody, I mean, I don't know them very well, but somebody that I work with messaged me the other night. Um, and I think she'd been off off work for a little bit with mental health reasons and she'd gone to the crisis team and she'd spoken to them and the waiting list I'm sure she said the waiting list to speak to somebody properly was about six months yeah. and they left her with a yoga routine to oh, deal yeah. with in the me I was like what the, what the poor girl was in absolute bits I was like what are you supposed yeah. to do with a bloody yoga routine to sort out a mental health crisis downward dog it's not going to solve it no i mean it might help in a multitude of other things on the side, <laughs> well, this is it. It. so this is that i'm not, I'm not i think the, the NH... system of the nhs or the people are working in there because they're probably you know so like you with your nursing you mentioned in the past um it's like they're probably rushed off their feet they're burnt out because they're trying to deal with so much but they haven't got the new people coming in and you, yep. most people don't want to go and, into mental health. Yeah. And then really, doesn't it just... In the end, does it just come down to, like, money? Like, if 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 there isn't the money to fund 
uh, all these huge range of resources that people could possibly need around this issue, then like you say, T, your friend or your work colleague would just like got to, had to wait for six months to get any help mm -hmm. just because there's just not the the stuff available, uh, you know, the uh, what's provided doesn't meet what's needed. imagine having mental health issues that is a taboo subject in its first place. You started talking uh, about it and reaching out for then for the, and this could be, <clears throat> you don't know the, the criteria of your mental health issue, but you're, you're having all these um, dark thoughts and feelings, etc. But the help that you've reached out to try and get it's not available because there's so many, the waiting list so long, but they have to judge you on that phone call of analysis to prioritise you to see if you're, uh, what level of intervention do you need? But maybe you're trying to, because you're talking to somebody, you're not being more open of what you actually are. So you're actually causing it to be a problem more yeah. and that person could find themselves in a real dark place. How darker and goes mm, it's it's sad but that one thing they did do i remember years ago and i don't know if this is the still the, i know it's not the case now but nurses that worked in mental health they um they used to retire earlier let's say 55 instead of 60 because it was a strain on them but it was also like a little golden yes, nugget is, yeah. to say come and work in mental health um yeah, pretty much. So you can retire. Do you know what I mean? And I, I, I mean, I'm sure wow. that was the case because my mum's a nurse. So I remember here we. But then obviously things changed and and, and stuff like that. But um, yeah, people nurses don't choose. I mean, to be not just it's not just nurses. It's obviously psychiatrists, etc. But to work in mental health, you've got to be that some kind of person. Um, because it's challenging. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I think, and I'll, I'll I'll say this in a in a in a in a positive way is like, yes, I'm mentioning about the fact that they've got to have the help and the resources, etc. But then on the other hand, they've got they've probably not got the amount of people wanting to come into the sector to do that. So therefore, they have to look at it at the bigger picture and how can we combat this. Because we haven't got the people that want to do the job, but we need more people to do the job, but they won't do the job. So we'll, maybe if we get people to talk yep. more, it will help people help themselves rather than come to us, maybe. And then they could just look at the crisis elements. But then if that's the case, it's like, do you go public with that? It's funny that you say that because that has been the narrative. You know what I mean? It's... Yeah. That is what what everybody's told is that, that no matter what setting you're in, whether it's work or with your friends, when you try and open up to somebody about mental health, yeah, it's well, always talking's the best remedy. Well, in theory, what you it, do isn't it? that is what we're fed into. You go to the clinic, etc., whatever. The ninety nine percent of the actual cure for it is therapy and talking. So I can see it on both sides of it. Do you know what I mean? So rather yep. than, I guess it's like if we talk more, then are we therapizing? Therapi is that a new word? Is that a new word? Therapizing? <laughs> I think it's just, but it I makes sense, though, right? Yeah. It makes sense. It is now. 
but we're 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 doing it ourselves without mm. an intervention. Mm. I guess therapizing. I'm gonna I'm gonna bang that. Yeah, I'm gonna add that. Yeah, do you know what? You my write that down, Mark. Okay. I promise you, my friend has so... a book of Markisms, and I come out with them all the time, um, and she writes them down for me. It's so funny. I won't go into that now, but anyway. <laughs> Send it They're to the Oxford Dictionary. They've got a thing for changing and adding words at the minute, so you can uh, <laughs> well, that's slip it in that But no, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. <laughs> it's um, Therapy is a weird one, because I don't even think Anita knows this, but I've now got a long-term medical condition um, because of yeah. not getting my mental health dealt with. Um and when I first, when it first started happening, it was probably when I was a teenager. I used to have really right. weird seizures, and that progressively mm. got more frequent. Um, and at first, I think they thought that it might have been a mental health issue, and then they thought it might have been epilepsy, and then they thought it might have been the body slowly shutting down. Because I think back then, when I when I when it first started. Um, I was a couple of years into being bulimic, which I was until I was probably about 21 years old. Mm. Um, and uh, honestly, it was every time that I drinked, any time that I got into not even an argument, but maybe a bit of a confrontation, I just dropped down and have a seizure constantly. You just, the you doctor just ended the drama. up putting you like the drama. epilepsy <laughs> medication. <laughs> like the drama of it all. <laughs> So they started giving us these epilepsy tablets and then that made oh. it 10 times work. I think I had to come out of work for about six months because it must have been every half an hour I was just dropping down and having a seizure. Wow. And then maybe about six years later, we they were getting really, really bad and they got hold of a neurologist in Sheffield who came over and we recorded the seizures because if you Google... The condition, like looking at them seizures, it really? looks like something out of a possession film. Like it's crazy. Like the speaking, the talking, the screaming, the shot. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. It's really weird. I can see why them people got put in the uh, the nut yeah. house back in the day when they didn't know what it was. Um, mm. It was that bad. But it's in a condition called NEAD, which is non-epileptic attack disorder. So the symptoms look the same as if not worse as epilepsy but it's not doing any damage to the brain as epilepsy does mm. um but it's basically when you go through traumas in life and you don't get them resolved your brain doesn't know how to deal with any forms of emotion so instead of dealing with it wow. it shuts the body down and you mm. end up having a seizure instead so they worked i think eventually when we had another counsellor through him, we worked out that it was, I don't think I can really say it on here without us getting pulled. A couple of men did a few things they shouldn't have done when I was 18 years old. And we think it might have stemmed worse, wow. worse from back then. Um, but I had the counselling that I had as a kid for that at the very beginning did absolutely naff all for me. It mm. just wasn't, it wasn't something I clicked with. It wasn't, something that I really got along with. And the people that I was seeing, they were nice as people, as therapists. But, yeah, I think you've got yeah. to have that bond with somebody, don't you, as a therapist. You've got to have that 
that connection to really dig deep with it. But yes, yeah, so I'm yep. I, I'm a bit on bit on the the fence with verbal counseling. I'm not really sure how I feel. I'm sure it's different for other people. I know some people have really good experiences with it, and it solves everything. I've I've certainly had some. I've had some bad, but also some excellent um, experiences with the therapist. Um, and 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 I mean, it's right. It, it's a bit like. A bit like finding a hairdresser that you like or whatever. Um, you know, sometimes mm. you, you, like you say, you'll connect with somebody, you'll click with them, um, and then other times you're just like, no, nah, this person's not for me. Uh, it's not working. So, yeah, it's, if you're going to go that route, you do have to have someone that you're comfortable with and you feel like you've got some sort of connection because if you don't, how can you open up about anything to someone that you got to be a, be a friend as well. I've got a friend who some way. Um, is, is counsellor. So I had a, I had a session with three before fair ones. Um, and a mate, she's amazing, right? But I didn't want to go there with my darkest secrets with her. Do you know what I mean? I still wanted to go for a pub and glass of wine with her. <laughs> so it's good. It, you know, I don't, I don't, but then I've had one in the past where I've just blurted it straight away. I've just blurted out all my darkest, deepest. And even they're like, they're, they're trying to run for the door. You know what I mean? <laughs> I ain't got time for that. <laughs> I'm like, it could cost it could cost a bit. Yeah. I think it's nice that you can have but that yeah, relationship. Yeah, you're right. You have to, if you got to. Yeah, once you get a good therapist, um, a counsellor, sorry, and stuff, uh, honestly, I, I highly recommend therapy. doesn't work for everyone, um, but I've, yeah, I just blurt out, <laughs> walk in, blah, 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 just, all you have to say is, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, okay, bye now, feel great. Woo. <laughs> In theory, that's what's happened, you know? <laughs> but it does work. It does work. Mm. Yeah, Do you I think think... a lot of them have gone into the private sector, counselling-wise? Because when I was going through all that in my younger years, like the the options were incredible. Like It didn't take long to get an appointment. There was three or four different I ones think, that I were suggested and I question. was passed around with. Like There wasn't a struggle to I think you see anybody. your own question, mm. theory. You were younger yeah. in my younger days. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're younger... Yeah. True. When, you're yeah. Younger, when I was allowed. You kind of get more intervention than you would <laughs> if you was older, I guess. And probably due to the nature of it as well, there's, you know... Etc. Etc. Maybe I don't know, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, all, all the therapists. I think mind. It is. I think they've still got a long way to go. I think mind. Let me find it here. The recent data from mind was that a quarter of yeah. people weren't being seen. Imagine you've got all these people that were reporting. And this is not just mine, um, this is every single charity and every single organisation that does this mental health side of things. They're all reporting the same thing. <clears throat> so it's a, so this is my theory. Is so what so obviously economics demand and supply. You know what I mean? 
So what do you do when the, uh, the demand is so high but the supply is so low? You've got to kind of get people talking to try and see if it resolves itself or helps itself. So there is no, So then it boils down to why is why have we not got the supply meeting the demand? And that's because we haven't got the people to do it. And whether that is money, whether that is people wanting to go into the sector, because the sector is such, you know, it, it, it can be damaging for the person who's, who's on the other side. You've got to be that some kind of person to be that mental health worker. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but I, I love some of these charities. What they do is people that have been there, done there, got the T-shirt, and now they want to give back. These are great. These people are amazing. Yes. And yeah. they haven't got qualifications in the sense yeah. of a nurse, a psychiatrist, a therapist, etc. They're volunteers for the, want to help people like like mentoring. Um I know uh, I won't mention names or, or, or associates, but I know people who have seeked um that side of through addiction, etc. etc. And they've had therapy, blah, blah, blah. But they've also been given a mentor. Um, and we're talking, the spectrum could be someone really famous as well, right? I know this for a fact. Um, and I'm not going to get out of no names or anything because I can't. And this particular person I know has a very, very famous mentor that was in their shoes 10, 20 years ago. And this particular famous person now mentors this uh, person I know um keeping them on track to not go back and, and and everything and it's worked a dream it's been amazing uh for this particular person um and they're good friends now mm. very good friends do you know what i mean so this side of mentoring that the charities do is absolutely amazing you know uh and we need more of that um i mean realistically Logistically, that's probably not the easiest option. However, Mm. would that possibly be a better solution is having people that have gone through it and experienced it that are volunteers dealing with it rather than a a professional that's trained to, in a way, get you to speak? I mean, depending on what the scenario or situation was, but if I'm talking to a professional, it's great. But if I'm talking to someone that also comes into my life while I'm in this journey that I don't know, who's been there, done there, got the T-shirt, and how did they get out of it? And they're guiding me and helping me. Oh, yeah, I've been there. You feel like this, don't you? Yeah, I do. And, and then it does this, doesn't it? Yeah, and then maybe you'll have a panic attack. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Is that better that way? Or listen to someone who's just saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. In all due respect to both. It, but that's, it, I, did, it, I guess it all boils down to you as a person and what works for you best. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Absolutely. I'm sure, like I'm sure both both equally yeah. have their place. Both equally have their place. It's interesting because I think last week when we did the test run, me and Anita were talking about is a, is mental health a um a thought process or is it a chemical imbalance? Both. Yeah. Again, I think there's probably an aspect yeah, of both. Yeah, does one does one cause the other? Because uh, I'm, I'm on antidepressants, I'll admit it, absolutely fine, no problem. Um, but if I 
environmental if if i'm in a low place that lows become low uh but the triggers are not so low but the spiral out of i'm going to say out of the balance because one little low can make a thousand lows come does that make sense i'm trying to explain it in an analogy works. you know what i mean agreed agreed well yeah because i think if there's if there's one thing if there's one thing in your life that's sort of gone to shit, then it's really easy to look through the shit Absolutely, filter at everything yeah. else in your life as well. We're adding that to the, the word book filter. as well, the shit filter. Well, the shit filter. <laughs> this is why it says, oh, it always comes in threes. Do you know what I mean? What else can happen? But it does, you know. It does. You're right. Yeah. Do you think that people subconsciously look yeah. for the shit filter good question. when they're in that Absolutely. frame of mind? Or so something that. When you're, in, Actually, when you're in doom and gloom, everything work. seems doom and yep. gloom, isn't it? It's like yep. when you uh, split up for, <clears throat> in, from a relationship um, or something, you, start, yep. you you listen to music every day, but all of a sudden that music, oh, it's just me, 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 go on. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> I Do not bring Titanic into purpose, this, Mark. I will. How's your boat going? <laughs> And similarly, similarly for yeah, don't yeah. bring you two into it. <laughs> I like you two. We won't slander you two. <laughs> Do you know what? I couldn't give a rat's ass what anybody thought or thinks or like says about two. them because it's not going to change anything for me. I'm an absolute massive fan i have been for lovely i've seen them in twitter three years now 2000s i think it was one of them can't remember what toy it was i'm i'm tina turner yeah yeah good old everyone's got everyone's got their different musical tastes it's just like i mean I, i know heaps of people like bash them for whatever reason and it's like i really See, I couldn't I, give a shit what like anyone else thought, that. and I couldn't give a shit I'm not about a fan of what anyone like thinks of. No, like, like, I can't stand Coldplay, but if someone was a huge fan, I wouldn't like talk shit about them because it's just like, well, I don't like them, but that's irrelevant because well, you like a lot them of it, go a lot to a concert and like, have a good I've, time. I've got this new like, phrase for me. Like, well, not phrase. It's like you know, with social media, right? Uh, just in anything in general, you've got these bandwagon objectors, right? Mm. <laughs> and I feel that people just want to um, yes. anything current, whatever it is, or a topic, you know, Coldplay, bring out a new Coldplay, getting too many mentions. Um, Bewitched, bring out a new album. And then everyone's like, oh, they're rubbish, they're rubbish. Well, have you heard the album? They're rubbish, they're rubbish. They're just bandwagon objectors. Do you know what I mean? And I just think that happens way too much. I think it's just, it's like small talk conversation, but I call them bandwagon objectors now. I'm going to, I'm going to simplify a new word for it anyway. Band object, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Not to be rude or ageist, but you two are a little bit older than me. Well, yeah, we have always (laughs) been older than you. (laughs) My only comparison to it is... Has <laughs> it always been the case? I'm I don't not know. thick. I probably would. Yeah, that would have been a question that I asked. 
But when I was a kid, it was um, <laughs> it was Steps. Oh, that S was me. That was me. Gay bars. Yeah. Boy bands, and you were yeah, you were one of the other. Then. When I was in the gay bars, it was Steps and S Club Seven. I was like, oh, for God's sake! <laughs> oh, the more kids. Ain't no punning box going back out. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> but they are. were brutal, though. Their fans do, weren't they? Yeah, if you weren't like, on the honestly, side of one or the a, other, we've got you I were ripped to shreds. Is headlining Brighton Pride on the Sunday this year. And honestly, on the news feed, you've got people like, oh, God, you're terrible. You've got people go, oh, my God. <laughs> well, yeah. I said, yeah, because I don't think I'd, I'd be interested in because the S Club 7 was the yeah, ones I was, I was obsessed with. We used to go see them as much as we can. But yeah, since announcing the retour thing, I know that Paul sadly died, but I've not got yeah, and Spice Girls, Girls yeah. But mm-hmm. I've not got the slightest desire to go watch them live again. Oh, well, I no. don't, yes. I'm, At I'm all. I don't know why. I don't know if it's... Spice Girls. God, just I'm a... waiting for the tickets to be released. Don't we up here? Why don't you? <laughs> I mean, the last tour. The last tour was... <laughs> but, but I'll look at... Um... I'll look at, at like, uh, tickets for concerts for, say, you know, someone that I quite like, like... Uh... Oh, whoever, like, I wouldn't mind going to see Beyonce, wouldn't mind going to see Lady Gaga, you know, whoever. Mm. But I look at the cost for the tickets and I just go, oh, shit, no, that's too much money, except for then when the tickets come out for you too, it's just like I don't even look at the price because I don't care how much it is because I'm going. And, like, I've spent... Yeah, I have spent so much money over the years, um, you know, flying to it's places much cheaper and to see all to these see people them, in um, Brussels or Amsterdam or something and, than it is in the UK. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, that is very true. Have, except for you've got to put a, yeah, an airfare yeah, on top it's, of yeah, what the plane. It still works out cheaper. So, but um, <laughs> the mega bus. Get the megabus and eat. Uh, it's five pounds for a twenty-four hour trip. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm a. Tr- I like going. Yeah, you can drink. I like going train. on the train. Actually, that's exciting. <laughs> but there you go. Um, I went, like I went. Um, I went to Manchester last year. Um, like Bono had had written a book, his memoirs during lockdown, and then he was doing a a book tour, and so he was in Manchester uh, just doing that concert for one night and so lucky I got a ticket because it was in a small theatre and heaps of fans didn't get a ticket. Yeah. Um, it's always easier when you're just one person. Like I don't go with anybody else. So I just you, to get a single seat's easier than getting two or three. Anyway, and like I stayed at the same hotel that he stayed at and like that obviously that's not going to be somewhere it's not a fucking um, Stalker alert. Premier Inn or something. So, you know, <laughs> it was quite expensive. <laughs> oh, God, I'm not alone. So, um, so yeah, I stayed the same. And I was so pissed because I missed seeing him by Maybe that would be a good thing. But anyway, that's a whole other story. I know, literally, uh, literally. Maybe that was a good seconds, thing. There you go. It could have been a case of, like, he could have been arrested. No, no, I just wanted <laughs> 
I actually, I actually oh, just had something know. that I wanted to give him because mostly when people <laughs> meet there, yeah, not that. <laughs> Although he is on my free list. <laughs> um, uh, most people, when they meet kind of like someone of that status, they kind of want either a selfie or an autograph. They want something from them. But mm -hmm. I actually wanted to. I had something I wanted to give him, but anyway. So yeah, thirty seconds. Oh no, we're going to get a Actually, coming face to face with him. So there you go. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> that is a they... kick in the tits. <laughs> seconds away. <laughs> anyway, we're... that's a digression, isn't it? We had oh. it with um twice actually with Lady Gaga, and she was starting out. She was in. Leeds one day that I was in Leeds yeah. um, and I just left that Starbucks about half an hour before she'd walked in. Never! And then again, years later, it might have been a maybe a, oh, it might have been the first album still, she'd gone to Manchester Christmas Market, I think she'd just decided to have a walk around after the concert they'd done there. Yeah. And I just left the train after being at the Christmas market. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Fucking fuming, <laughs> honest to God. I nearly, nearly rang in work and just said, do you know what, I'm not coming back in tonight, I'm staying <laughs> oh, here. I'm going to trump oh, you all. God. So before, when Poker Face was coming out, I was living in Ibiza. And my ex-ex was, like, you know, obsessed with her. Um, and, you know, very much that person. Um, and she did a gig. She did a gig in... Uh, That's person. In Eden, in Ibiza, to about a thousand people. And we was there at the front for that. And then I used my privileges. <laughs> uh, <I> mean, <laughs> my Ibiza <my> privileges <laughs> of the job I did. Um, and... Um, yeah, we had a drink with her. <laughs> um, I met her and everything. And then we... Uh... Oh, my oh. God. My do oh, my God. Fuck you, my Mark. God, Fuck you. <laughs> oh, baby. That's karma. Oh. <laughs> I'm joking. I hope it's all right. Gaga. <laughs> oh, my little girl. <laughs> oh, baby. She's all right. Oh. Oh, bless them. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, then I've... Um, Good job, Jesus. Where, where Good job. So, yeah. Um, I don't know if I pushed it then. Bless her. <laughs> and then um, I've been to a couple of concerts. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked so yeah, yeah. But I do like a bit of a live gig. Are you all right, little girl? <laughs> there's... there's... Something special about live music, I think, that's, God, that amazing. you don't get out of listening to Spotify yeah, or CDs. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Glastonbury this year. I go every year or every time it's on. But, uh, but don't worry, I don't slum it, I glamp. So I've got. <laughs> last year, <laughs> last year I was Who? Elton John Who's on the um... Sunday. <laughs> so Who's headlining it this year? Oh. And that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're right, love. Uh, I thought the... Elton John had retired. No, I I liked him. I'm a... 
he ruined himself and Adele did a little bit for me during the whole uh, the Maxine, if you get my drift, being pushed. Mm. Um, mm. They were very... Oh, what's the word? They were very, we're not, you're not coming to our concerts without it, basically, without any fact behind it. And I didn't like that. And that, I think Elton John then did his newest album and he had the, the face mask on the front cover. And I was just thinking, why are you ruining yourself and getting involved in I all this political shit? The so, trouble is, what yeah, you're I'm not an Elton John is, fan anymore. Um, he's, um... It gets people talking. So it's more a publicity stunt more than anything. Do you know what I mean? Like this Sam Smith and stuff. True. Uh, 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 his, his recent... Um, look, I absolutely adore Sam's music. Um, absolutely, and, yeah, I absolutely Beautiful adore voice. it. And oh, I who love Sam him. wants to be? It's really absolutely. cool. Whatever, I don't care. Beautiful, go for it, honey. You know what I mean? But the things that the publicity stunts that they're after... To gain attention, this is what Drake, and it's not Sam as a person, it's just the team behind him because they know exactly what they're doing and they know exactly what, what they're really putting out there mm-hmm. and they know what triggers they're going to try and get and they know exactly what their intention is to be to be controversial in X, Y, and Z. So I get that, but it, it, it mm-hmm. is just some of it is like it's you know, I've seen something the other day, I was like, and I don't know people are going to get on the backs on this, like. Oh, Sam's raunchy concert, blah, blah, blah. There's children in the concert. Because, yeah, there, there was children in the concert. Uh, well, he shouldn't do that. Because, well, that's the show. I goes, what should happen is the people that are running it say, well, actually, it's got to be an over-18s only because it is raunchy. Right? And well, they allow children to buy Absolutely. tickets. Absolutely. So whatever his show mm. is, is fine. It's the thing. That's my issue with it. And, and if you... And if you find it offensive, yeah, and if you absolutely. find that stuff offensive, if they know, if they know it's going to be a raunchy concert, don't go. Know, like, design them months before it happens. Then I don't allow children. And if you do allow children, uh, and mm-hmm. this goes down to his team, not him, his team would do this. And if they allow children, they're looking for the drama, and then they use it. To, and people talk about it, and then and the only unfortunate thing is when stuff like that happens, then it triggers other people. It 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 triggers those silent scumbags. I'm going to call them, where they'll start using you know, uh, start attacking yeah. Sam personally of who he wants to be, etc. And and you know what I mean. Um, I I like a bit of a joke when he come out in that balloon dress, this that the other. I thought it was hilarious, and I'm going to go on that journey with you. And I made loads of memes and everything about <laughs> it. But did I once, you know, go for him as a person? No, not at all. I just you he he come out with that outfit, and I thought you look ridiculous. But I'm going to own this. <laughs> you know what I mean? But just some people just take it too far, don't they? Yeah, I think that's. That's what I, I mean. It's definitely going to be something that I want to discuss with somebody that's in the same position as what Sam's in, um, in terms of pronouns and stuff. Mm. Um, I just, I don't understand. I know people have their beliefs and they've got strong beliefs about things like that, but like from my perspective, I don't understand the pronoun thing. It's not something that 
I think's a real thing. I know it's real and people use them, but it's not something that I subscribe no, to. Um, I've got no issue if somebody says I want to be a they them. That's fine, but hmm. I'm, I'm not going to slander no, them for I doing it. I'm that, not going to yeah. deliberately miss misgender them but then on the same respect i'm not going to go out my way to say the pronouns that you want because for me a pronoun and i, I say this all the time with, about mm-hmm. sam smith when i talk to friends about it, it is sam smith wants them proud them they them pronouns because that's how sam wants to be addressed mm-hmm. in a yeah. conversation but when i'm speaking about or someone's speaking about sam smith online sam's not there to see that conversation so i don't really see the issue if people do accidentally call him a, a he, like why all of a sudden are they a transphobic? Well, Sam's not trans, trans at all. He's not a no, trans like the royal person, family, so it's it? not transphobic. Like, we say you had a conversation um, you... with the king or the queen, but then when you're in their presence, it's his majesty or her majesty when, when you're talking to them. Do you know what I mean? On the same parallel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I... I don't get why everyone gets so offended by things so easily when it's... No, the picture we portrayed from the media and social media, this is what I'm also saying, is there's a lot of... I'll go back to this bandwagon mm. objectors. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's the cool thing to say. Yeah. Or it's like, whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. It's just, so there's a lot of that happening. Um, or, you know, you've got to defend... There's a lot of... You have to defend Sam because everyone else is defending Sam, so everyone just starts defending Sam. But then, oh, yeah, it's just rubbish. But no, no one, I don't think anyone disagrees. Well, there will be, obviously. But I don't think anyone, generally, my majority, cares who Sam wants to be or how he wants to be addressed. But people are just getting bored of it, the fact that it's been thrown in people's faces. Do you know what I mean? And people take get bored of that. And I don't mean to say yeah. even those words can come across as an aggressive manner, but it's not an aggressive manner. It's a bit like, um, you know, I can't even say that word, actually, because that would be bad. But <laughs> it's a bit like um, PPI on your phone. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? People are getting bored of people, ringing people up, ringing, getting phone mm-hmm. calls like, hi, have you had PPI? Hi, PPI. Go away, leave me alone. Know about it. It's fine. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> Sam Smith's a PPI. <laughs> I think the thing with it is... <laughs> it's a completely, no matter what side you're on with it, with any of them arguments, it's just a counterproductive argument because it's the same with when people are trying to scrap racism and homophobia completely like you're not going to do it because no matter what you do no matter if we do create this utopian world there's always going to be one person that has a different opinion opinion to you and it might not be a great opinion it might not be the right opinion and it might not be a nice opinion but it's their opinion and you're not going to change that talk about people's opinions true this is where people are forgetting what debate and democracy is exactly because it's about you talk about the situation my view can be different to yours let's have a debate that's great. Let me try and change your mind of my thought process and you can do the same to me. Still not going to disagree? No problem. Anyway, come on, let's go to the bar. It's your turn for a round. Mm-hmm. That's what should happen. But now you took, you've been told or <laughs> you go in this journey of taking sides and it becomes aggressive. Do you know what I mean? 
and they're aggressive. Aggression. I think there's then that's it. And an that illusion that because you don't to, agree with somebody, that means you have to hate that them. Boils <laughs> down to um, recent political um, left side of the argument started doing that online. Unfortunately, and this is where we are today, and it's just now mm-hmm. you pit it again and, and against uh, like the Scottish SNP. They did it as well. Uh, pit you against each other to prevent, to make a split divide between the yes and the no campaign in 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 Scotland. Do you know what I mean? And they wanted that to be a yes or no, but they, it wasn't a yes or no on the streets. You, mm. you had to have this vocal of like, you're the enemy. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you picked to make a choice of decision and it goes for everything. But I also think that's what social med- media does a, a lot as well. <laughs> anyway. Mm. It does, and because to be fair, social media used to be quite a fiery place to be and then it kind of settled off for a year i don't know if it you've felt like this but it seemed to have settled off for a year or two and then as soon as the <laughs> that's it that's sad. That, that, that... you probably Honestly, deserved it okay Mark, a 30 to be day ban, get back on it two minutes later another 30 day ban I've just sneezed and I'm like, oh, honestly, I could have a trophy cabinet for my uh, Facebook bands. But I know, I, all <laughs> I know now is I don't put anything word wise. Um, it, it's a meme. A meme. And I'm not a nasty person. I'm just like, I call a spade a spade and I'll call out a spade. Do you know what I mean? My recent Facebook, I'd had Facebook bands for a year and a bit and I got one the other week um, because someone was being absolute racist on something and I called it out. <laughs> The trouble is, I ended it with the um, "see you next Tuesday" word, didn't I? Um, and so they gave me a little ban for that. <laughs> but it was great to be racist. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh bless. Fair enough. I think with memes and stuff, like I do not like the ones where, say, someone's taken a picture of somebody at the gym and they've turned it into a meme. Like, I, I don't agree with that, but I think memes oh, of, yeah, like, celebrities or well-known people. It's fair game. I don't think Sam yeah, Smith gives a shite if you're Madonna's laughing a, at the Madonna polls. does it well. Do do, it on life. <laughs> yeah. I think if, you've, yeah. if you're well-known, you've got a lot yeah. of money, then you're, you're fair game for comedy, which is another I mean, if you're going to turn up at an award where, where yeah. <laughs> You want, but, um, the, you want the controversy, you want the headlines, and you want people talking about you. <laughs> the good, the bad, and the ugly, period. Absolutely. But you can still, you can still be hashtag kind. <laughs> but it is, it's, it's very interesting how we've been... Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. But it is, it's, I think everything social media-wise has made a a, a divide and I th- I think it was very heightened during the uh, CV19 situation and the way the government had pitched certain advertisements to people. I think that's where the the new divides started coming in again on social media after it being quiet for so long, which to be fair, that in itself has probably f- fucked everybody's mental health. So you've You've had a lot of close family friends Units that have been ripped apart for being on one side or the other. So, indeed, indeed. They just all lose that round in itself. Mm. Ooh, 
Let's be very We completely went off track though. We? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, we probably did about 10 minutes of the actual topic. <laughs> whose fault was that? <laughs> We best touch on fitness very quickly then, um, because it's a field. I don't know if Mark's in that field, but it's a field that me and Anita have certainly been in for a long time. And I don't know if it's the same for Anita, but it helped me a lot with my mental health getting into fitness. Yeah, I like. I started, well, I started going to the gym in my probably mid mid twenties, I think. Um, started like doing, you know, aerobics as it was called in those days and, and started doing weight training and stuff. Um, and it's just, I don't know, it's, it's just been something I've done for my whole life. And, and, and for me personally, um, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I haven't got time or the motivation or whatever. But for me personally, I've, I've never seen, exercising going to the gym any of that stuff as options in my day like Mm -hmm. having a shower and getting dressed is not an option generally speaking for most people it's something that you kind of do every day um, and eating and whatever and I like I just always it was like well that's what I'm doing at that time and if I need to fit something else in the day then I'll fit it around that rather than let that go and sort of not do it because I want to do something else, if that makes sense. Um, So I've never had, as an adult, I've never had, like my life's never not had exercise in it. So safe to say it's been a really important thing for me, um, not only mentally but physically as well. But that's a whole other topic of like weight training for women, something that I'm very, very... um, pro and sort of always praising the the uh, kind of outcomes that you get from weight training um but yeah I think it definitely warrants I think a section on its own I think yeah definitely yeah. I think that's definitely something we're going to be looking into um, mm. because I think it is important I know it's an old cliche that you know the the answer to a lot of mental health and things going on that are not great in life is fitness it seems to be the cliche thing to turn to for some people when when you're speaking it's all like do a bit of exercise it and it'll improve how you feel but it genuinely does and it it doesn't have to be complicated it doesn't even have to be joining a gym or going to a class it can just be like going out for a walk like it doesn't get less complicated than that i used to have a body Um, of a goddess Right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I was in calendars and everything. <laughs> Still got them on my wall. And um, I did an LGBT uh, calendar once of everyday people. And I was the goddess in that calendar. Uh, we sold a lot of money, made a lot of money for LGBT causes, which was good. But um, <clears throat> now I've got the body of Godzilla. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> it's true. And so, <laughs> the, the, the was, when I had the body of a, uh, a goddess, and it was ripped. Well, it we not ripped, ripped, but it was lovely. Um, obviously, you get all the attention. It was the good days. And um, it was a case of my mental health was good. 
it was good and it and, and i did it to solve mental health issues it was great now i'm back in that kind of main frame of was on the journey uh previously to get my body in shape and i need to now go to that place where i keep on paying every month um and i've not actually gone through the doors so i keep on making a lot of money mm -hmm. from me so i need i need to reinvent that to reinvent i need to re <laughs> circulate that into my life again of actually going to the gym uh sorting out godzilla to make me a goddess <laughs> because you're right i was in a real happy place for my mental health <laughs> when um when i was training basically and obviously the body part of it was the plus side of training because that's mm -hmm. what you got out of it um but the training itself two three times a week and everything it just it was great for the mind body and soul and because of like um covid it I'm doing a loop here for the mental health thing because of COVID and stuff. I, I started drinking quite a lot again and that's where I was. And that's what I'm trying to solve at the moment. Uh, I've given mm. up smoking. I'm going through therapy in relation to giving up um, alcohol uh, to the extent of what I have been doing. It's on, I'm on that journey and path um, recreational drugs as well. Um, I'll go through therapy with that, which is great. Been clean for a long time now, which is good. Uh, and so I'm going through, <laughs> these journeys myself and the next one is, is to incorporate the uh well-being and health fitness side of things so i'm gonna throw myself into going to the gym this week people yes Excellent. we can what do a challenge you? together <laughs> what about you what about you tiago what's your kind of fitness story been i was never really into it because I grew up as a farmer's son, so I was always quite slim as a young, young child. Mm. Um, and then I think kind of when I got into secondary schools, when the bullying started for being gay, and I didn't actually mm -hmm. even know what the hell it meant, to be fair. So it was just kind of like a confusing time. But that naturally progressed into comfort eating at home yep. to kind of deal with that. Yep. And then yep. same old story, you got bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. um, I just did try going to the gym then, but that was a case. I think it was at our local swimming pool and mother kind of threw us in there. A personal trainer spoke to me for mm. about 10 minutes, was like, here's a sheet, fill it out when you've done the exercise. So <laughs> that didn't last Who very long, needless to, to say. So I didn't have a clue time. what I was doing. Um, yeah. And then after that, I'd fallen. <laughs> Nobody, no bugger. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, th I think I was not far off 20 stone back then when I was at my biggest and then I'd accidentally le legitimately accidentally fallen into eating disorders yeah. um, and the weight dropped off um, and it wasn't until like our time period in life Anita when mm. I'd, I'd mm. met Charlotte with Zumba that I started yep. getting into fitness properly and started yeah. doing the Zumba mm. um, and then as that kind of because I think we helped Charlotte out on the sides in her classes. And then yep. we came and did things with you, like yep. charity events. And then after a certain somebody came into my life at that time, um, mm -hmm. we, used to, we started getting into doing a bit more weight and fitness training yep. a couple of times a week. And then once that relationship that I had back then broken up, um, I went off and got qualified to do Zumba, which I set up in Harrogate, yeah, doing full time. That. Yeah, which 
it didn't go well. I wanted to, I wanted to do my own thing, which I said to you last week. It was yeah. there was a lot of yeah. restrictions to what I wanted to do with music wise, choreography wise. It just wasn't yeah. my thing. So I set up my own dance company in Harrogate, which went really mm. well. And mm. then I ended up doing that in a couple of gyms. We wiped the floor with all the other classes. Um, so we did that pretty much full time. But then with that, because I was working a full time job. And then the mm. classes on an evening. I had a couple of hours to kill in the meantime. So in between, I was doing the gym. So I'd lost yep. all the weight without even realizing. I toned up, had yep. my little six pack going. <laughs> yep. Um, and then just life got in the way. I ended up working for a hospitality company that was more night based. So mm. my classes dwindled down quantity wise and then we moved to Newcastle I set up or tried to set up fitness again in Newcastle Mm. and then they scrapped the music license and we had to use some generic like beats in the background and I just thought I can't teach like this so I came out of fitness with the intention of setting up somewhere else and then lo and fucking behold we all got locked down because this thing came around um so then I mean, fortunately, I'd left that hospitality job and I'd gone to do a sit-down-at-home, work-from-home job, but in that, I'd not changed my eating habits. Yep. But my fitness habits had changed. Yep. So the weight started coming on a little bit, and then I had the hernia, which I've had for about fucking three decades. Yeah. Um, made it difficult, and now I've had that sorted. I'm at the point where I'm... I'm battling mentally to get back into fitness again because it was it was never something I thought about losing weight and getting toned even when I was wasn't something that I thought about it genuinely did happen on its own without me thinking about it or giving it a side thought so yeah now I'm trying to get in that frame of mind probably like Mark is where I need to think about it and I need Mm. to put that effort in and get that motivation to go back into it and Um, it's not easy is it because once you've kind of let something slide as it were for whatever your reasons Mm. um it's very hard to to sort of pull it back again and and I always kind of think um once you stop doing something for a period of time it can sometimes become nearly impossible to get it back again absolutely Um, I stopped I stopped running uh for whatever reasons. I stopped running when I came over here, when I moved to the UK in 2010. Um, And although I'm probably fit enough to go for a half an hour run, um, I don't think my body would appreciate it anymore. Um, Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's, it's like, this is not fitness, the thing, but like, as you kind of get older, a lot of people struggle with driving at night. Um, and I certainly do, but like I said to Andrew the other day, um, I'm not going to stop driving at night because once, if I start to feel scared about it and shy away from it, then I'll never get back. So it's sort of like, I won't, you know, I'm not going to give up on weight training, um, because I think the longer you the longer you leave it, the harder it is to to get back to where you were. 
I think that's mentally the deflating part, isn't it? When you've yeah, left absolutely. it for so long, yes. you're literally yes. starting again from scratch. Well, I think just that right term, now, so I'm just yeah. the fear of God into people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, um, quite a long, quite a while ago, in when I was still in Australia, I used to dance tango and teach it. And I absolutely loved it. I love tango more than any other dance style. Um, I, I taught salsa as well, but salsa's cool. I like it, but not as so much as sexy, I like tango. So isn't it? Um, and my dance partner and I at the time were actually, we, oh, my God, it's, it's amazing. But we, we were actually, because he was from <laughs> Chile, but we were actually I've talking about going to Buenos Aires just was, to dance. I, was, I think it's so... Um, Tell me or tell me or whatever. Anyway, this is the area of the tango uh, area in Buenos Aires. And there's just people on the street, just uh, oh, Valentine's Day actually, mm. a few years ago now. Um, and we we went around that area because our hotel was in that area as well. It's south uh, of Buenos Aires, but still in the central district. And um, went around that area. It's this like square, so to speak, with green square with a dance uh, thing in the centre of it. And everyone was just doing tango around. It's so sexy. And we was on this balcony uh, of this restaurant overlooking it all. And then we had this opera bloke come in and give us this opera. Oh, it was so picturesque. Anyway, yeah, it was nice. But, oh, yeah. Oh, just so Amazing. damn sexy. And Amazing. it's hot. And the women are just powerful. Do you know what I mean? It's... Yeah. But um, just what I was going to say, like what, 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 you, what you were saying, Tiago, that, like um, what happened in the middle of all that was my yeah. best friend's husband committed suicide, and I couldn't, I couldn't dance. I just oh, couldn't. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I left it too long to go back, and when I did go back, I'd regress so far with what I, because I was teaching, and then I went back, and and I it was like almost starting from scratch again. And I just couldn't do it. So, like you say, going back to something or not doing something and then trying to get back to it is is really, really difficult. Is it something that you think that you could go back to now that a bit of time's gone on or have you completely written that off? Um, oh, I would actually love to da- to start dancing again, but I'd have to, like, I'd be pre- pretty much starting from yeah from scratch. I'd have to be a student. Um, yeah, so, but I'd Which love to. did you prefer fitness-wise, the dance side of things or the weightlifting? Oh, but I couldn't couldn't choose because I've been weight training since I was, like, in my mid-20s. Um, and the, the benefits of that for me, um, physically and mentally, have just been um, untold, really. Mm. Um, like I don't know that there's a lot of women who are over sixty, like I am, who can do multiple push-ups on I, their toes. I can't even do them no, at forty. No, definitely not. Not, <laughs> yeah. not in this day yeah. and age. No. I'll break your toe. I've always sort of preached very loudly about the benefits of weight training for women like physical and mental. Yeah. But for me, being sort of 
aerobically fit is equally as important as being physically strong. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't choose one over the other. It's interesting because when I moved back to Harrogate after I left you guys and mm. started inquiring about teaching at one of the gyms, the manager, I think he must have been in his 50s maybe, the first thing he said, because I'd plonked a little bit of weight on them, was all this equipment in here is absolutely pointless. And when I was training mm-hmm. back in the day to be a personal trainer, you just needed five exercises. We didn't need all the the weight machines who didn't have True. all the equipment in the gym. I thought that's very interesting because when you go into the gym now, you spend so much time putting plans together with what, how many reps you're going to do on that machine and mm-hmm. perhaps maybe you don't need it. And I'll never forget the manager at the time of that gym. She, I can't remember what they're called now, but it's the scales that measure body everything, mass. like your body yeah. fat, your, your muscle. Oh, the impedance ones, yeah. That's the one. Yep. And they had all of us instructors in, so all the people that were doing the personal training went on, some of the bodybuilding people went on, and then I went on, and my stats came out better than theirs just mm. teaching dance for like yeah. five, six nights a week. Yeah, and that was, for sure. I mean, I, I did a little bit of weights in between them classes, but it wasn't it wasn't serious weights. It was maybe like yeah. half an hour doing a couple of reps. But Well, over, over the entire course of lockdown um... – my friend who um, like helped me with my weight loss and maintaining it and everything, um, he's also a PT. But basically, um, I just bought uh, some TRX they bands. Like, they like rubber bands. Yes. And yes. I trained every. <laughs> no, do you know, not like no, <laughs> no, 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 no. No. After the rubber shop. Mark's off to W.H. Smith's now to buy a bag of But But over lockdown, I trained every single day with the TRX bands and just using body weight for resistance and just doing push-ups. And although I didn't um, improve my strength, when I went back to the gym, I hadn't lost oh. any strength at all. And I was really, really pleased with that. It's just more of a maintain thing rather than a... Well, you know, I didn't do a gigantic amount of training every day. I just did sort of whatever. Um, I had a little routine that I'd figured out. Um, But it was a total body thing. But I was really pleased that, um, you know, when I went back to the gym, I could still bench press the same as what I had before lockdown. So, yeah, I was happy with that. Did you do that off? Your own back, or did you fall into the the home fitness trends that were going on? Because there was a hell of a lot of those, wasn't there? Like all of a sudden, everybody was doing the online classes. Oh, Celebrities were doing online classes. Yeah, I just well, it was just basically. <laughs> Joe Wicks. Oh, oh bloody! I would Joe Wicks. Don't start me on Joe Wicks. Anyway. I'd probably it use them as a bean bag. It would be for a bean bag. He just grates on me. He is a very handsome boy, isn't he? But, uh... No, he's all right, I suppose. But I don't... I don't. Some of what he preaches is a bit mis- misguided, I think. But Ooh, anyway, I'm loving this. That's another Politics story, isn't of it? a personal trainer. Well, to be fair, I think that's half the issue. <laughs> I'm getting it. I can smell it. Ooh, yeah, I like it. <laughs> mm. Mm. 
But that's the thing with it, though. Like, every personal trainer, even the ones that are on Facebook doing videos, every one of them says a different thing. Like, well, there's no wonder people don't get involved in it because how are you actually supposed to know what you're doing and what you're not you've supposed to be doing? You've got to buy into their yeah, philosophy exactly. of what they're trying to do. Do you know what I mean? Which can, you know... No, I yeah, it. true. I get it, I get it. Uh, there's a really good guy. Mr. Motivator. Oh, forgive me for getting his name wrong, but I think he's called... Team, oh god, I remember him. Mother in the living room in the nineties with his VSH. <laughs> um, P Team P P P R H, I think. And I'll I'll send you the link. But it's a Geordie guy on Facebook um, who's got a personal training business. But the only thing that he preaches on his Facebook is calorie deficit. Desi- oh my god, yep. calorie, calorie deficit. That's the- exactly it only thing that he preaches and yep. the amount of people on there that are just normal everyday people that have said using his calculator to work yep. out what they should be eating has absolutely changed their life without doing a lot of fitness on top is that is that the guy is his name ben? Anything, I don't actually know because I, be truth be told and I'm not a prude with swearing I'll quickly type him in Facebook now team RH no, I don't know. I don't know that. But but there's another guy. There's there's two other guys. There's a fellow called James Smith. Um, yes, I have heard him. I think. Yeah, he's hilarious because um, he just calls a spade a spade, and he just swears all the time on all of mm-hmm. his all of his um, YouTube stuff. But um, he's actually he's an English guy, but he's actually recently immigrated to Australia. Um, but yeah, so basically, he just says like. You know, you want to lose fat, calorie deficit, that's it. And that's exactly the same as what the guy who um, who was, like, the guy who coached me, um, exactly the same thing. And there's another guy called Ben somebody or other, uh, again, exactly the same thing. And see, you see thousands of things every day on Facebook and it's like, all these people who lost all this weight and they have pictures of them going to the gym and it's like that's not what loses you weight. Mm-hmm. Like you there's a there's a triangle and you have to choose the right tool for what you want to do. So if you want to increase your cardiovascular fitness, then you do cardiovascular exercise, whatever it might be. If you want to increase your strength, you do weight training. And if you want to lose body fat, you have a calorie deficit. And weight yeah. training does not lose body fat you don't burn enough calories doing generally speaking the average person doesn't burn enough calories for it to make a tiny dent in your fat um Mm. if you're not in a calorie deficit like the weight training is not the tool for weight loss it's for strength and if you want to lose fat you want to lose weight then you need a calorie deficit so there's a triangle. You no, have to decide what you want and choose the right tool. Which doesn't take long to work out, does it? Well, like calorie calorie wise, I mean, there's there's plenty of online calculators that you can. I mean, they'll probably give you a rough estimate, but it's easy to go to a personal trainer or a gym and say, right, work out these what I should be on and what I shouldn't be in oh, calorie Oh, your maintenance, wise. yeah. Yeah, it's easy to work out what cal- what uh, how many calories a day you need to eat for your weight to stay the same. You need to know that first before you think about creating a deficit. Yeah. Um, and if you don't know what you need to stay the same, how can you know how much to eat to mm-hmm. lose or gain, whatever your goals are? 
Um, and yeah, the squats and stuff in the gym, that's not the tool for losing body fat. That's it. Like it's easy to say because it sounds <laughs> straightforward, but it's not easy it's to not. do. And I can, I can tell you that, but, um, and I was a failed slimming world person and slimming world sets you up to fail. Um, I was going to ask you about that because I've never been a fan of Slimming World and Weight Watchers. I know people appear to be doing well on them, um, but to me, that always felt like it was... A very small percentage of people who Mm -hmm. uh, uh, get to their goal and stay there. Very small percentage. The number of people I see on Facebook over and over... And over again, who were like, they, yeah, they lost the business, weight, they put it? it back on, they're going back to Slimming World again. It's like, why keep going back to somewhere where you kept failing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but Slimming World sets you up to fail so that you have to come back and it's a business. So they don't but, teach you portion control, they don't teach you calorie management. All they focus on is increasing the quality of your food. Which is like one percent of the issue overall, isn't it? <laughs> well, if if you used to eat um, takeaway six nights a week and you put weight on, and you start eating fruits and vegetables mm-hmm. and meat, yeah, you're going to lose weight because you've increased increased the quality, improved the quality of your diet. But long term, it doesn't teach you portion control or calorie management, so that's why you fail. And that's what happened to me. I lost some and then I couldn't lose any more. And they tell you to fucking eat more food if you're not losing weight. Are they the ones with the sins? Yes. That's another thing about it that really pissed me off. I never understood that because I think think it was a pair that they had on um, that was classed as a sin and it was basically you can eat as many sins as you want or something like that. Um, And it was like, hang on a minute, that pair's like 100 calories if you've been sat and eating... 10 oh, no, pairs it, on top of a meal, that's... Yeah, and to to eat, see, they've changed it now. They say eat till you feel full. Convenient, yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because if you look at the... If you, it says you can have things like unlimited pasta and rice and stuff like that. So you see how many calories is in fucking pasta and rice? A lot. And the glucose that makes as well, the sugar and, and if in the you, body. you know, you're eating great big bowls of that every night, like you're not going to be in a calorie deficit. <laughs> yeah, anyway, but yeah, that's again, that's a whole other topic. But um, I'm like, I'm just forever grateful to Connor who taught me all the stuff that I know and like I've lost. What's, 20, 22, what's kilos, 22 kilos, 22. Oh, God, that don't. Is. I've got no idea with kilos. I'm, yeah, like, I've got no stone's idea. Stone's fine. <laughs> no, I've, I've got no idea about pounds and stones either. But... <laughs> 22 pounds of sugar. Oh, no, right. well, pounds is a bit of a <laughs> Yeah, that worked. <laughs> I think a pound, yeah. A pack of sugar yeah. is a pound. But... but um, just before um just before I turned 60 uh for the first time in since I was in 20 something I actually thanks to Connor I actually weighed less than 70 kilos and that was like a goal that I wanted to achieve before mm. I turned that age and then now I'm about to turn 64 and I actually weigh less than I did when I um 
just before I turned 60. So That's crazy. Um, yeah, it's because he's taught me everything he knows and he just he's taught me so much and like I just I, I still I weigh what I did in my 20s and so I think that also puts paid to the myth that once you're menopausal that you it's inevitable then you put mm-hmm. weight on um that's not true so people will disagree well with done. that but on the proof <laughs> so there you go that's it. I think when once you've had that experience and you can say that you've done it and done it that way, then yeah, you yep. can. people can say what they like. It's irrelevant. Mm, mm. I think like I'm in a menopause group on Facebook and people were saying all the time that, you know, they put weight on and they blame it on the estrogen and they blame this, blame that. It's just like, nah, and you can't, you can't break your metabolism like a lot of people think, but um, think, you know, as you get older, it's not your metabolism that slows down. It's you that slows down. Mm-hmm. Um, if you choose to do that. So anyway, like that's a whole other topic as well too, isn't it? <laughs> we can definitely look into it. It's, um, it's, it's, it's just one of them topics that it's got so many different doors to it that yeah, exactly. need properly looking into. And there's one definitely worth looking at. Again, I'll send you to the link for it. Cause I was absolutely, mouth on the floor watching her but there was a woman i think social media caller the glucose goddess um, and she was chatting to stephen bartlett off dragon's den Mm. um, about her journey and research into how glucose affects the body and how to keep them levels down Mm. um fascinating conversation about how calories were created Mm -hmm. by people Mm. to be measured but i think Mm. don't quote me on it but from what I remember she said that when they first created the term calorie, they'd put a food item in a box underwater and set it on fire and whatever mm-hmm. energy it produced while it was burning really? was the calories. Yep. I have no fucking that's idea that that's what they did to get a calorie calorie number. Yeah, yeah, it's a measure. Yeah. Well, it's a measure it's a measure of energy. Which makes sense now because there's yeah. The on the back of food, there's calorie and there's the. So it kilojoule? I want to say. I don't know if that's right. Um, calories and kilojoules are just. You can plug me in. I could be at my back. <laughs> I didn't catch that, Mark. What did you say? Yeah. <laughs> Burn a few calories off. Oh god! Yeah. I think it was that easy. <laughs> I take that. I yeah. I take that. I take being satellite just for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going just a wee bit far. <laughs> but no, it is interesting. It's um, calories is a funny one. It was somebody said not long ago somewhere that say if a stick of celery says that it's eighty calories on the packet, that's the the calories roughly for that celery stick in that format. But once you've chewed it into a different consistency and you've digested it, the calories can actually go up because it's not what's on the, it's not how it was on its form on the packet. If that, does that make sense? Mm, Not sure about that. Because it has something to do with everybody takes in different amounts of stuff from a piece of food. So you might take in more fat than I would maybe. For example, so it change it changes the 
the calorie count from its original form in the packet. How long does it take Again, I'll have to find the link for that one because it was a fascinating conversation with some mm. calorie guy in... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know... <laughs> I inhale food at the minute, so I'm not sure taste is going on to do <laughs> Before we finish off, because we were supposed to be an hour and we've done an hour and five minutes and we keep digressing. Um, we've done two hours. <laughs> that might come down when I snip bits out. Um, but the thing that was doing the rounds on the internet in terms of fitness was the left on TikTok are now doing videos and commentaries saying that fitness and exercise and people that do fitness and exercise and go to the gym are actually displaying fat phobia rather oh, than positivity. So I was wondering in terms of celebrities and famous people that are bigger size, and again, I'm not slim at the minute. I've been a hell of a lot bigger as a kid, so it's not coming from a place of hatred, but... Mm. Is it a wise idea to be glamorizing overweightness? Be representation. Yeah, you could call it glamorizing, but you could call it like being inclusive or yeah. um, normalizing, not normalizing it, but like you perfectly deserve a place in the gym, doesn't matter what your weight is. Absolutely. Um, and this Ben guy that I mentioned previously, I can't remember his last name, but he puts a lot of stuff about, um, fat phobia in gyms and stuff like that. And he said, you know, the number of people who've said to him that they can't get workout stuff to fit them because they're not skinny enough. Um, just stuff like that. That's just. Which is true because if you go into most, I know especially there's a sports, a big sports. Program. You sound like you're in the toilet um, now, Tiago. And, um, and even their plus size t-shirt. I can hear you. Someone's having a vape. So yeah, you, someone's there. having a vape, and then you've just you've gone. gone into a you sound room like you're a really long way away. <laughs> I'm the vapor. <laughs> I probably, yeah, I think I pressed the mute button. Um, <laughs> what, what was I saying? Yeah, the. Sports brands that we use, their bigger sizes are still they're still small when you put them on. They're not, yeah, they've not got a lot of movement in them. But I will say, I have noticed a lot more bigger mannequins in shops now, which, which is quite yeah, nice which is a good thing because I think there is probably a few exceptions medically where people can't help being big, but for whatever reason that is medical, whatever. so you know, then, then people do need to cater them for, but. I think that's a common thing with gyms is bigger people not being feeling good enough or confident enough to go in them. I think that's probably the biggest hurdle of all, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and, that, and that's because of the culture that's already there. True. Well, that, that you the, don't, the weird you thing don't is, the Catch-22 is that people overweight. go to the gym to become slimmer. Improve. To try and improve themselves, yeah. I mean, they should be applauded, not bloody. I mean, imagine the balls that it takes to, to like, what? if you are a person who's who's carrying more weight than you want, yeah, but exactly. to actually 
get the guts to actually join a gym. I mean, I remember years ago, I, 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 I was in a gym and took a picture of somebody uh, on a machine and posted it. This is years ago. Posted it on Facebook and commented, going, oh, the wildebeest are here. And then everyone, like, the backlash was like, oh, and I really thought about it. I was like, actually, no, that's really bad, Mark. And it made me think and stop. And I went, it's like, you know, that person's in the gym to do that. And I'm really cool. So I was that person previously. And it was just horrible thinking about it, you know? Oh, gosh, no, darling. I'm the wildebeest. <laughs> You're not anymore. <laughs> oh, gosh, no, darling. There you go. Comes around. <laughs> yes, yes. I know how you feel. Oh, yeah. what goes around yeah. comes around, eh? <laughs> it is interesting how it's flipped, though, from unhealthily thin people being pushed everywhere to bigger and maybe normal-sized people, and now that it's going back to having really, really unhealthy, skinny people being pushed. I mean, I think like the you know the av- the average size of a, of female is sort of probably for size fourteen or something, and that's that's not that's just an ordinary everyday size woman, you know. It's not, but that's viewed in some kind of um, you know gym circles or clothing circles or whatever you want, you know, as being overweight. I was going to say, how does that size get represented to females? Because that, to me, a lot of people, women that I know, are size 14 and I've never considered them big. Yeah, yeah. It, they're just, like, just average, just an average-sized person. 